0: You know what, this is how I believe, okay, I'm from the old school. This man had evil veins.
1: It's a live coverage of World War (laughs) (laughs) Three. I'm your host, who cares, you're gonna die. (laughs) Drink up. Uh, We got got J.R. Jackson on the show, Brett Ehrlich on the show, and new to
2: the old school telecast. Nando Vila, welcome. Very excited to be here on the final Old School ever, (laughs) cuz this building is gonna go up in flames any second now (laughs) when the Ayatollah Khomeini orders his airstrike. Uh, to take us out. This great. is
0: your premiere.
2: Yeah, it I didn't is. know
0: that. Yeah, yeah, big, yeah.
2: Very I excited. I've heard
0: that you've been on this before. Man. No, never
2: I'm been, honored. Yeah, he's got an
1: upcoming episode of Happy Half Hour. Should that occur? <laughs> should we survive the night? <laughs> <laughs> should, should, should fortune be so kind as to bless us with an additional uh, week of progress? <laughs> oh. oh my God, it is so crazy. Um, but uh, I did, I We were talking before the show began. What should we talk about? Yeah. And JR you were just like
0: No I have um I just got back what Sunday night Monday morning from Louisiana. I, my flight literally landed at 12:45 <laughs> a.m. um back in LA and I was like okay I've had a week about a week off. Officially like 2 days of actual work off but like 5 days away. Um I'm recharged. I can go back to listening to politicians lie. It's awesome. It's cool. I'm ready. And I came and I was I'm only going to get like 3 hours of sleep tonight, but that's cool too. And I was rolling well. I went home yesterday talking to my wife and she's like, how are you feeling, you tired? I was like, no, I don't really feel that tired, I'm amazed. This has depleted me. Mm. Watching this for the past few hours, since everything started with Iran's response attack, it's just been constant. And I'm like, now I feel tired, it's yeah. just draining. Yeah. So that's where we've been. So therefore, I don't know what I poured, but this is a whiskey it Smells good. Yeah, good oh, for we're gonna you. Have to make sure you have some. Yeah. Yeah. This is sparkling water. We're going to replace that soon.
1: Full disclosure, I did a shot of uh, High West. I want to, see, it's not Ronde, it's like prairie rye. Uh, and now I'm drinking green tea. Recovery. To uh, so yeah, get back all my whatever, eliminate <laughs> the free radicals. It was like a very like, off brand, like, hey, uh-huh. super, it's a super green tea, eliminates your free radicals. I don't know what a free radical is, but that's now what I'm it again. really said.
0: It really said that that was like the selling point. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's what's an antioxidant? What's it like what's
2: an oxidant? We were t- <laughs> just mentioning that during the show. Really? Like, an we were talking in the show about are.
1: like white privilege. It's like it's not white privilege, uh but I know it's tough for black people and it was like, well, I know what one side of the coin's cost called <laughs> what's the other? I know <laughs> what oxidants are. What are the other things? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know what any of that is. I don't know what an oxidant is. No. I'm sure oxi, when you oxidize a nail, it rusts.
2: Yeah, that doesn't. I'm sound sure good. it
1: comes from that. Yeah. It's funny. I was just texting with a friend about Iran, yeah. and his family does uh, pharmaceutical uh, things, and they yeah. a lot of it's that. A lot of it's just like uh, makeup. Say what
0: the problem, you know? Make so they're the they're the ones yeah. who just raise the costs on pharmaceutical. Benefits? Oh no, uh,
1: sorry. <laughs> like uh, like uh, cosmetics, <laughs> like the things that you see. Like uh, at the end of it, it says like. Um, this is not diet, true, intended to diagnose, yeah. treat, cure, or prevent any disease, oh. like that like, kind of stuff.
2: I, it's kind of like how the, you know halitosis, the disease of bad breath, was invented by like mouthwash companies. Yeah, like it wasn't a thing until, until mouthwash. Well, you mean it wasn't
0: named? It, it wasn't named. Exist? Yeah, bad breath obviously yeah, yeah, exists, yeah. but
2: like halitosis makes it sound like a, some sort of disease, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it's just seen? like you just got bad breath. I have don't Have you know, experienced like, like, someone with halitosis? Yeah, yeah, it is but, a
0: disease. Yeah.
2: But yeah, yeah I mean. it's yeah, you know, the Listerine, big Listerine or something. Uh, yeah, 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 big scope. Big <laughs> scope. <laughs> big yeah. scope's
1: really giving
2: <laughs> giving it to us. And that scope lobby in Washington is very powerful.
1: But yeah, this is and this is how this is this dynamic of this conversation kinda how I feel when it like about the impending war, or at least like flare-ups in Iran, it's like that happened, yeah, but like like on the show today, we covered it, but we had other things to get to, so we whenever something developed, we mentioned it. It's but weird. like, what do you do?
0: I, I was watching, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. i was I was watching that when one in each year had us on in one ear, and then I'd flip back and have the 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 continuing coverage in my other ear. And every time I looked back at us, I'm like, oh my God, we're talking about Trump Jr., this, the world is is exploding right yeah. now. But, um, and then so, I mean, I was taking it from that perspective of saying like, we can't dedicate the entire show to the same thing that's developing. It's not like we have, what these other networks were doing is, they had someone over near Iran. Then they had someone else over in DC and someone else in New York, and then this panel of people to talk about it. If we had that, yeah, we'd continue on and have more to say. But as it's continuing, it's just Jen and Anna, and they'd be talking about that. So it was a little bit limiting for us, so I get that. But um, I don't know if people were frustrated by that or liked that we weren't only on that. Uh, So I guess we'll probably see because the tweets definitely come in. We should have just, like, here's
1: Emma in New York. She's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm (laughs) watching the same feed (laughs) that you are. Uh, I'm scanning Twitter just like the rest of us. Seems pretty (laughs) bad. The Guardian had it up first. It was just the line. Bart's, it was the best today. Like, Bart's in the control room, like, he points at the screen. So this happened.
2: (laughs) And I get up and I'm like, Ah oh, fuck! <laughs> we're, but we're we're all older here, you know. Like we're we're all what? Like in our thirties, yeah. thirty I'm yeah, I'm, you know. i I'm thirty-six. You know, we're all we all remember. You know, two thousand. I'm thirty-seven.
1: Yeah, I totally you lied. forgot.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is about the I like.
1: I'm about so old. I forget how I fucking understand. old it I am. It is.
2: It's getting worse. That's why you start drinking green tea uh, <laughs> at 6 p.m. Moisturize but, uh, as yeah. I do. shots. I'm taking a leave for a sore wrist. <laughs> mm. But yeah, we're, we all remember. Like it, we all remember 2002. the run up to Iraq. This feels so different. This feels like no one has their heart in it anymore. Like not even like the insane right wingers who are like pushing us into this. They're like kind of going through the motions. Like like Lindsey Graham's on Hannity, going like, "This is an act of war from Iran." And but like he doesn't have the same libidinal thrust that I felt <laughs> during the Iraq war run up in which like everyone was on board except for the Dixie chicks and they got executed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was they were literally the only people in America that were against the Iraq War. Yeah. Every single every single other person um, was for it. Everyone was like really excited about it. There was a real kind of thrust to the yeah. whole thing. Yep. This time we're just kind of limping into war with Iran and everyone's like, yeah I mean they're doing. Yeah, we just got. We gotta kill those guys. It's They're like the bad guys. No,
1: it's like this. Like when you're a kid, when you're when you're like twenty, whatever. Basically, the country is like that sixty-five-year-old who ha- is about to have another kid.
2: Yeah.
1: With like his third wife. It's like the first time the kid comes, you're freaked out. You're like, oh my god, this is a big decision. I'm not sure I want to do. It. I want to make sure I do all the right things. I got it all set up. I got this. I got that. I want to make sure I got enough. of it's fine. We got a plan. And you realize you were never ready in the first place. Yeah. And then you get divorced, and you have another kid. You're like 45, and that's fine. And and the thing is, like, this one, it's like, ah, fuck it. I don't even need to make up a reason. I'm I'm old. I got enough money. The difference is this
2: time the kid fights back. You know, like that. The you know, when you have a kid, it's not gonna like pull a gun on you and shoot you right in the face. Or do they? Or do they do that? I don't. I don't have any kids, but.
1: But like that, but that's it. That's it with Trump. The whole thing. It's like uh, with with uh, the Zelensky call. Like there's corruption, right? There's been so much corruption forever. There's been corruption, but no yes. one has been <laughs> so fucking stupid as to get on the phone and say, "Hey, buddy." I'm gonna withhold all this money for a personal favor. Yeah. And i and, and get on the phone and go like, Joe Biden and his <laughs> son. I want you to investigate him, <laughs> then say, I want you to do us a favor though. We didn't have that proof. And one time we did, the guy resigned yeah. before anyone like even officially impeached the guy. Mm. No one has been that brazenly, I wanna say, like, like confident, but it really is the kind of confident that you have because you're so fucking stupid. Yeah. And then with every people are like, let's invade Iran. I don't care. We made that country up after World War One. <laughs> like the Ottomans were <laughs> gone, and the <laughs> French were like, I want this port, you want that port. These people don't really go together. But just draw a straight line. Look at the border of the rock. It's a straight line. <laughs> Where does that exist? It exists after the Turks. The Ottoman Empire disappears, and you just want to draw a fucking line because you want oil. And then it's oh, and Iran had done such a good job of keeping Iraq kind of weak, and that was it. And, and we invaded them, whatever. And it did take like a week and a half, and then it was a nightmare. But no one was stupid enough to get in a war with Iran.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we since we would, the three hundred, we would we would get our like the United States would get their. Ass kicked by Iran, like they know, like it's not like it would be like this, like long stalemate, like kind of like you know Vietnam or whatever, in which they'd bleed us out. You know, it it would like the Iran would absolutely kick the United States' military's ass. I mean, the the United States military actually knows this. In two thousand two, there was something called the Millennium Challenge. If you guys are at home, Google it. Look at the Wikipedia of Millennium Challenge in two thousand two. This was a the most expensive U.S. military war game ever done. It was a quarter of a billion dollars. Um, it was basically a simulation of a war against Iran. They made two teams, red team blue team. Blue team was America, Iran was red team. And they brought back some old general uh, out of retirement to lead the red team. Blue team sent him an ultimatum, uh, said surrender in 24 hours or we're gonna destroy you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The guy launched a preemptive attack, sank the entire US Navy in the Persian Gulf in the first day. <laughs> Jesus. Because, because the US ships were too big and uh, lumbering to actually deal with these like small, fast maneuverable ships and um, he basically destroyed Blue Team. They then were like, "Oh shit, we lost the war game, uh, but we spent all this money on it. So then they, they, they started over, they, did, they hit the reset button. They rejiggered all the rules to ensure a Blue Team victory. But I mean, which is cheating. I mean, yeah, it doesn't exist right, in real life. Right. And the the red team general was so mad that they fixed all the rules so that he would lose that he went and talked to the press about it, which is why we know about it. But um, it's amazing. Wow. It's an amazing story. Um, it actually happened, uh, and the, it it only has gotten worse since then, because I don't know. Like it's just like I was gonna say to you that I have this like a Star Wars yeah, yeah, take. Yeah. You know, like in the original Star Wars. Spoiler alert. <laughs> We're the empire. I mean, George Lucas was, mm-hmm. you know, was like horrified of the Vietnam War and America's sort of drift toward fascism, and he made Star Wars as a sort of like anti-fascist parable in which the United States was the empire, this big, powerful military power that had these big guns and these big warships and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and they lost to a band of plucky resistance guys, which you know, kind of like the Viet Cong in Vietnam, mm-hmm. um, and. Because that—that's what happens when you have these big, giant, massive weapons. You rely on them, and you can get outmaneuvered by these small, crafty guys who, you know, have a lot—you know—have a lot more heart into it. You know that they have—they they really care about what they're fighting for. They those guys usually win wars. Yeah, you know, not to just,
1: mention like what are you, what is the end game with Iran? Like, what's yeah, the, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you? What do you think is going to happen? Like at the t- at the time, I mean, the, you can you can argue against Obama cuz in the end of the Obama administration he kind of did a bucket list where he was like I want to visit Hiroshima and I want to make some apologies, but I also want to like sign a, a thing with Iran, I want to do all that stuff. The one thing he wasn't stupid enough to do was go to North Korea and give Kim Jong Un like an essentially like a sick demo <laughs> reel of times he hung out with the US Prezi before telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> That's what Trump did. (laughs) But you can say, okay, we had a lot of pressure on the Iranian government from resistance within the country to be less of a hardline theocracy. Um, Fine. And I'm mad that Obama signed a deal. You can be mad about that. I don't agree with it. I'm happy with a non-nuclearized Iran in 2016. I'm not happy with a nuclearizing Iran in 2020. But you can be mad, but for Trump to then go and, tr- and, and start all this
0: is fucking insane, well, you know what, what I, does he want? Well, this is the thing, um, and I, I think I feel like I blame this all the time. But Trump is like a, 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 an embodiment of social media and 14-year-olds. So back in the day, of course, there was rogue actors. There was huge empires that would attack people as you broke down with Vietnam and everything. Um, there's things you do that are off the record and things don't get exposed as much. But now we see it all. Mm. Even W, when he started uh, Iraq in 03, that was 2003, we were not holding smartphones. Mm. You know, We were not tweeting, we were not Instagramming, we were not on Snapchat, we were not on what's the new one now, uh, TikTok? TikTok. Um, By the
2: Chinese government. It's great. We we weren't (laughs) on all all
0: this. (laughs) I give the Russians my face with age age tune or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't doing all this. But with the advent of all this stuff, we got people that want to be seen more. Trump is the embodiment of the direction that our politicians have gone, but also the need to be seen. He's this celebrity president who came in and now he has to be seen all the time. Oh Man, now I gotta back it up cuz I tweeted about that, now I gotta do something. Before if you maybe said something behind closed doors as a president or even any other powerful figure in America, maybe everybody didn't see and hear it. You can go, yeah, I'm a real back from that because I only told a few people and everybody in the country didn't hear me say these boisterous things. So now he's this figure who has to do something every time he said it because. That's just the way it is. Remember the tie, the the Tide Pod Challenge? Yeah. Kids kept sticking yeah. Tide Pods in their mouths.
2: This is like the Iran the Iran the Suleimani strike was kind of like a eating <laughs> game <prize laughs> No, bro.
0: I'm telling you. So <laughs> I remember I was fourteen years old and I had friends that when we were hanging out doing nothing because it was nineteen ninety four. And one had uh,
2: uh, uh. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, what did 14
0: We didn't have the technology
1: for Tide Pods
2: yeah. at the time. No,
0: for sure, for real. We but just turkey straight out yeah, of the bottle. Kids did stupid <laughs> things, right? So everyone knew about, you know, you take an aerosol can, put a flame to it, and well, oh, now you yeah, got, yeah, now yeah. You got a too. flame, right? I did right? that too. I did yeah, that too. You yeah, did yeah, it, yeah. but yeah. what you didn't do was put it on Twitter or Instagram True. so that a million people in the country would be like, man, you see that idiot Nando shoot that? Fire out of that thing! So everyone knew about this trick, but if everyone you to didn't get see out of it at America's
2: the America's funniest time. home videos. Right, you did. right, right. You got an that old camcorder, you know, with the little time code on the bottom, and then you got <laughs> Bob Saget was like, "Look at these crazy kids!" And <laughs> half of those videos are from like 15 years before yeah, right that. Know, yeah.
0: So now everyone's throwing Tide, balls in their, tide pods in their face. <laughs> When it should have just been 20 kids who died of it, instead it was like all these other kids that weren't with Put Tide Pods in the glass section at your local grocery store instead. So there's hey. this explosion of idiocy, and Trump is that. He's like he's the Tide Pod balls that everyone <laughs> is seeing. When before in Nixon's day it was just a hairspray with a flame. That's going back to those and only the good old people. days. We just <laughs> doing flamethrowers, <laughs> jiggering a flamethrower at your yeah. It doesn't your house. It didn't spread. Excuse the pun, like wildfire, the way it does now. Mm, that's Before it was kind of isolated. Now it's everywhere.
1: That's funny. Hey guys. Yeah.
0: Are you guys curious about uh, Trump's tweet about 10 minutes ago?
2: Oh yeah. What is it? What he uh, say? This is what he
0: said. He says, "All is all is well. <laughs> Missiles launched from Iran at two <laughs> military bases located in Iraq." Assessment of casualties and damages taking place now. So far, so good. <laughs> we have the most powerful and well equipped military anywhere in the world by far. I will be making a statement tomorrow morning. That's, that's all is well anywhere in the world by far. All is that's well. The
2: best. Hashtag so far, so good. So far, so good is the best.
1: Like, I remember, like, I, like you know, at the end of Jurassic Park, when, like, they almost get eaten by two velociraptors and a T. Rex, and like the Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park logo falls Flaws down perfectly. yeah <laughs> like I, that's that's Trump's tweet right there. Is so far so good.
2: Yeah, like the empire crumbles all around
1: him. As as the top of the Titanic falls off, <laughs> yeah. and that guy falls off and gets whacked by the propeller. Another like sign from the ballroom just says so far so good. Uh, uh,
0: did you guys hear about how? This is probably what happened. So they were gonna have an announcement tonight or an address from the president. And they were probably putting something together and something either fell apart or they decided not to. But he wasn't gonna do it. They walked in when the National Security Advisors walked in, Pompeo, Mark Esper all walked in. I think it was Esper. They said he had a large bag. What was in that large bag? His go bag, dude. Rad tabs. Like It was something to convince him either. like. Let's calm down. It was like a like one of those
2: like uh, dioramas or something, you know, like what you do in school, where it's like <laughs> these are the baddies, <laughs> and these are the goodies. It was a puppet show. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like puppet. some sort of like <laughs> it was just all cyanide
1: for yeah. everyone in the cabinet. Oh, yeah, dude, here you go. <laughs> so whatever it is that
0: they told him, it had something. It it was something that convinced him to go. All is well right now. Let's be quiet. Because what else I said earlier was. My the problem with being a chicken hawk and a big talker and what many Republicans were saying in the lead up to this was Trump's a strong, tough guy and he's gonna tell you how it is. Oh, yeah. The problem with being that guy and promising if they dare do this is you either have to do it or don't. And if you don't, enough people say, what's up, chump? And that's what he's worried about. And this is him being the chump. But he yeah. can't say, I'm the chump, he has to go, everything no. is fine, I'm, I'm still the head of the strongest military in the world. He has to say all that to save face, cuz what he's doing is, okay guys, I'm, I'm gonna stop now. Yeah.
1: Trump but, is Bogey Lowenstein from 10 Things I Hate About You. He's the guy that throws the party and everyone shows up and he's like, "Guys, we're cool, right?" And then it goes to shit because no one cared about you. You're just the rich guy and you think everyone thinks you're cool, but it but like yeah. it totally backfires cuz no one likes you.
2: I don't know. The thing of that in. drives me crazy though is that, you know, Iran has been the basically the boogeyman of the American national security and foreign policy establishment for 40 years right i mean iran is the big bad they're the ones that they get the most hard about thinking destroying you know mm-hmm. like you know iraq that was like you know they we don't like those guys but they used to be like iran those are the big bad because iran kicked our ass it has basically every time we've interacted with them they Bombed the uh, they, did, they bombed the Marine bar- barracks in Lebanon in, in the early nineteen eighties. They um, they foiled the foiled the uh, rescue rescue of the hostages. All, like they, it's like the, Iran is like the national security establishment's wet dream. The only and one we so,
1: won was Argo. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, I watched the movie. Yeah, that that actually happened. Um, and um, so like th- Trump is the perfect opportunity for them because they have all the pieces. Like. Trump hasn't done anything worse right now because he's so lazy and he can't be bothered to like pay attention for some, to something for more than like a day. But they had, the Iran thing was being built for 40 years. All they had to do was get someone to just say yes. Like When Obama signed the Iran nuclear deal, that's why they were so pissed. Yeah. They everyone went yeah. apoplectic, right wingers, liberals. Everyone in the sort of foreign policy establishment went apoplectic when yeah. Obama signed the Iran nuclear deal. You saw, you saw op eds in The Atlantic, in The Washington Post, and all the, like, the most awful people in the world, these like DC psychopaths, um, saying that this was like the biggest crime anyone had ever committed. <laughs> so, like, Iran was the target forever, and all they needed was someone to be stupid enough to say yes. And Trump did.
1: And it was they found, absolute, And they
2: knew that. They knew that. That's why they've been wait. They've been biding their time. I'm, I'm like this. These leaks that you're seeing to the New York Times now, where it's like the generals are like, "Well, uh, we presented a menu of options, yeah. and we presented the Soleimani strike as the sort of like insane option that right. we didn't I think no, he would say." That's, if you, if if that's, you don't that's want a spicy s- dish with uh, like a volcano a next to bullshit. it. Bullshit! I hate it. Yeah. It's like it's you're covering your ass for any blowback or anything that doesn't that goes wrong. You know, but you secretly wanted him to pick the Stulamani option. You know you did. You've been wanting to for 40 years. I tried to be crazy. I hate these people so much.
1: And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we must draw to a close on this episode of Old School. <laughs> Nando's first, big, big, and always comes with a history, Look doesn't at he? Look uh,
0: There was many things I learned.
1: Well, yeah, Thank well, you. Millennium Challenge. I thought that was the Tide Pod thing. Anyways, <laughs> thanks Google for it. watching. Google <laughs> it. Google it, and we'll see you next time on Old School
0: i Fantas- 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 Fantas-